That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Everybody, another episode of Bat Forest Radio. Uh, this is Robin Cross. Who else we got here? Got the Bat Crap over in New York City. Grandpa Batman from Dallas, Texas. LPC from Dirty Jersey. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Scott? <laughs> He's, in Scott. <laughs> He's in the trunk. The trunk was in the trunk. Did Scott leave? <laughs> All right, I got pulled over by that capture. You know, uh, the <laughs> trunk was leaking out. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. well, we'll roll on without him. That's fine. Good so, All right, we've got uh, a special kind of show tonight. Uh, once again, we've got a guest here with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tonight we have the author of Batman's Arsenal, an unauthorized encyclopedic chronicle. Uh, now, this is a book that covers everything that Batman has ever used in every medium so the the books movies animated series just about every piece of equipment you can imagine and every time it's been used yeah Uh, i can't imagine how much time uh he's put into creating this piece uh he's also the man behind legions of gotham which has been rolling for a long time yeah Uh, we'll let him uh fill us in how long it's been but uh let's get him I'm in here, uh, Mr. Matt McNabb. Hey, welcome, Matt. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, anytime, anytime, buddy. Hey, real quick, so so break it down. Let's go back to the beginning, right? Back, hey, let's, uh, Legions of Gotham, to, uh, yeah. fill us in a little bit about that and the origin and how that all came to be, because that, to me, I've noticed, has been one of the prime Batman resources on the internet for as far as I can remember, and it's just been a great website. Um, I used to always love going there and going through the um, the, uh, the action figure archives, I believe it was, and even had, like, picture references and whatnot. So I just, I've always been a big fan of that website, and I just wanted to know, like, if you could just take us through the beginning and how that all came to be. Yeah, yeah thanks, I appreciate that. You know, a lot of work went into Legion of Gotham. It kind of started at a time when the internet was more, I want to say it's in its infancy, but it was still pretty new. Um, it started rolling about 2002, which doesn't seem like that long ago. But things were really, really different back then. When you go online, there were literally like two Batman websites. There was Batman on Film, which has always been awesome. Jet's always been doing his thing. Um, And there was one called um, uh, Batman Yesterday, Today, and Beyond. Mm -hmm. Those two websites were the only two literally that existed. That was it. Wow. So you go online. And I started going online a lot around that time. And uh, because my work had net access, let's be honest. And uh, I started surfing. I said, you know, these sites are great but they're really dedicated to specific areas of Batman. And as a collector, I wanted to make something where not only was it a resource where I could refer to, you know, what was out there and what I was missing and what I needed, but I could start interacting with other collectors across the world and say, okay, what are you seeing in stores? Because back then, you know, Toy Fair was a private thing for businesses. It wasn't an event that was covered by Newsweek. I mean, this is we live in a whole other world now where... Batman news, you know, I, I can report something on Batman now, and literally it's already picked up by Entertainment Weekly and, you know, Forbes and Time. That's only in the last, you know, five, six years that's been the case. Right. Mm-hmm. Forbes wanted Batman news. You literally had to come to Legion of Gotham or one of the other, you know, websites. That was it. Wow. Every so, once in a while, you know, one of the comic sites to pick it up, but that's only for really important stuff. You know? So this, so the, 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 the inception of this website was uh, collector-driven. It was about Batman collectibles, it's, you would say? The first, the first thing I did was that action figure archive. That's where I started. Um, and then it grew from there because I'm really passionate about the cartoons, too. So I started adding in the cartoons. And then I started adding on the movies. And just kind of built uh, organically over time into right. a pretty, you know, pretty big website. Wow. 
And was this a solo act? Was this just you, or did you have um, friends? It's, it started out with just me doing the action figure part. A guy named Josh had a, a Batman message board that I frequented, so we kind of joined forces. Um, that didn't last very long. Uh, he wasn't really into... He was as crazy as I am. That's really all I can say. <laughs> so I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of took over and made it my thing, but... Um, and you know my site, the site started out really well. It was it was booking along. I got some early interviews with people like Adam West and did really well there. And then we got an exclusive. A lot of people don't realize this, but the very first place in the world that you could see Christian Bale in the bat suit was Legion of Gotham. Wow, that's we awesome. Got, very cool. Someone from the crew sent us a picture very early on, and it was one of those things where um, was this from the Begins movie, Batman Begins? Yeah, Batman Begins. We got it in uh, 2004. Well, that's awesome because that was yeah. that was the turning point. That was like the resurrection because we were just, we were still recovering from the Schumacherverse, and you know that was a huge deal to see Batman again in that more uh, darker Batman. approach. Yeah, yeah, and to see to see Bale in that suit, and that's a Bale bulked up a lot too for that suit. He looks so good. Wow. But, you know, uh, and then the Batman came along, the Jeff Matsuda Batman cartoon, and we were very involved with that. Jeff and I became really good friends, and we got a lot of exclusives with the Batman. Um, we got a lot of first looks at characters, a lot of announcements, a lot of things you can't get nowadays. Right. Because so, you know, corporate didn't used to be online. It used to be like, you know, Warner Brothers was not online. They were in the office. They were doing magazines. They were doing, you know, TV. They did not deal with the Internet. Right. So if you were on the Internet, you were actually doing with creators who were, you know, kind of siphoning you things when they probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah. There was no other outlet back then. There was nowhere else to put it. So right. Now it's like the wild, wild west, isn't it? Well, Where it's just a now, free... well, now it's, it is a flooded market now. Yeah. You can't do what I did back. I got lucky. It was really at uh, the right time, the right place. Right. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was perfect. You know, I couldn't do it again. You couldn't replicate it now. Yeah. Oh, very cool, and uh, and 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 with the, you had a, a forum too, didn't you? Like a a yep. chat forum or a, a posting forum? Was it? I've still it still exists technically. I mean, message. <laughs> what, what's a message board now? Oh, the message board, right? Yeah. No one, no one, no one goes to those now. Again, that's part of the different world. But that was now, cool at at that time. That was how people communicated, though. It was huge. That was social media for us back then. That was all we had, you know. Right. Yeah. And the message board was huge. You got a lot of traffic. There's a lot of people. It was it was a lot of fun. Made a lot of relationships. It was it was a good time. But yeah. That, Message boards, as you guys know, have kind of died off. And stuff like Instagram, like what you guys run, that's where it's at. That's where all the fans are nowadays. They're, I actually they're... have a, a funny little story for you. And uh, uh, Cult of the Batman, a good friend, he, he, uh, he was trying to make it on tonight, but he couldn't. Um, but he, uh, he, was, he wanted to relay him. He wanted to say hi again and thanks for the book, and he's a big fan. And uh, yeah. the funny story, because he said he used to be on that message board years and years ago talking and he said from for for some reason he got banned from it maybe there wasn't enough i don't know nightwing chat or something like that <laughs> the only reason i would ban people was for because we tried to keep it pretty family friendly back then yeah so if he if it was it was too much inappropriate language or if it was um talking too much shit about the batman cartoon <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen man we know exactly I'll be honest with you, because Jeff feel. is my buddy, so I can only tolerate it so much, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, we, we go through it on a daily basis, just on our yeah. Instagram feed. It, it's, like, uh, it's like the Wild West, man. It really is. It's, just, it's, it's, people, it's probably because his avatar was like a pierced nipple or something like that. <laughs> I would have bumped him up to mod for that. That would have been, <laughs> been awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk to him about that. I don't know why he got banned. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's just water on the bridge. It was really funny, but um, but but you know, yeah, this is awesome. Like, take us through the timeline. So you have the the website go, and you're getting all these um first looks and really exclusive material to put out through the website. And uh, like, how did it, what happened over the years with Allegiance of Gotham when you started to when we started to go into that social media era? Well, and what was cool about one more thing to add to is what was cool is back then you got to really know a lot of the guys that um. Because I don't get to comic cons. I'm landlocked. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Huh. I don't get. To, I don't get to cons. I, I'm. Stu I got four kids. I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? So. Three eleven. I, I don't get to meet. Yeah, I know those guys. I got to meet. Uh, I don't get to meet a lot of comic book creators and a lot of uh, guys involved in the industry. So early on, I got to form a lot of relationships online with those people be before the companies came online and before they had all the fans on social media. So. Um, that carried through a lot too, because we, you know, a lot. Of, I know a lot of these guys from way back when, so I'm able to, you know, work with them still to this day to get a lot of cool stuff. 
Right. Uh, yeah. Social media happened. We kind of did MySpace a little bit, and we played with that. Yeah. And it was fine, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't setting the world on fire. Not till Facebook and Twitter really took off. Yeah. Did things start to change. Mm. And, uh, you know, honestly, I started Facebook in 2009. I wasn't that great with it. It's gotten okay. I mean, our Facebook does all right. It's like 41,000 people on it or something. It's okay. Damn. That's good, really. It's nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's not Bob. It, it does all right. But um, I don't know. It's, it's changed everything, though, because there is no more in-depth discussion like we used to get on those message boards. I wish Colton Batman was here. He could testify to it. It was, we got, a, we had a lot of good talk. We could bring a lot of creators on to talk with us. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably because that was the only outlet. So people congregated to that yeah. place, place to talk. Now, now there's all, you know, all these outlets. So people are just spread thin, aren't they? Just spread thin. And it tends to be more like quick comments rather than actual discussion too. Right. It's yeah. like, Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, that's badass. But there's not a lot of real good talk. And so for, you know, that's why people, I think gravitate towards podcasts like your guys is because you can really, you know, hear some fan interaction and some discussion and, you know, that's kind of something we're kind of missing nowadays. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that that, that was our, our vision was to have that kind of forum again, that really mm -hmm. tight, in-depth uh, forum where it was like you and your friends after school and school year talking about Batman and who would win yeah. this fight and what the latest issue was and really have, you know, yeah. um, concrete discussions about it, not just, you know, this uh, filtered out, you know, jargon that you hear on regular social media yeah. outlets. So. Or dudes at a comic shop just kind of shooting the shit, just talking oh, about yeah. whatever's coming up. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it kind of feels like with us, I think. And that's yeah, why we love yeah. having dudes like you on because it just—I mean, you have access—you've had access to things that we could only dream of. So you're just like a nugget of delicious information. <laughs> yeah, you like I, the first I am well known for being a delicious nugget. <laughs> like back in the day, we had we had early on before Mattel used to do their little Ask Mattel stuff. We had the guys from Mattel on back in 2004 and they would literally come on and pull the fans and say what figure do you want next and then we would vote and then they'd make it oh that's awesome Damn, that, really, that is that awesome much, it was Bizarro really that much interaction it was crazy i mean it was there was there was they, they'd show us stuff really early on a lot of stuff that never got made like they legions of superheroes was supposed to have an action figure line mm. uh they showed us early prototypes for that those never got made um a lot of early on stuff we used to get a C and get the four horsemen would come on and they would talk about the toys that were sculpting, you know, it was, it, it was so much fun. I would just wish I, I, I let's say podcasts are really the only way to do that nowadays. That's awesome. We, we have somewhat of a similar relationship like that with Mesco toys at the moment, but, uh, yeah. but it's really, it, it's not like it used to be where it's very approachable. Now it's, you know, that there's an effort taken it's corporate. To, to, yeah, it's, yeah. to talk to these people, build rapport and, you know, really, you know, flesh things out that, you know, it's harder it, now. It, well, I, had, gotta, I, think part, I had it easy in all fairness. Well, I mm. think part of that is one, you were doing it at, at a time when, um, there wasn't social media ready available. The internet, yeah. like you said, was, you know, still relatively new. And <clears throat> now people are very cautious about putting any type of product up because within two seconds, it's all over the world and people are sharing it and, you know, yeah. then it's yeah. not exclusive anymore. So of course they they really try to protect their product a little bit more now. Well, they don't need they don't need Legions of Gotham now. They can do it themselves. They've got they have more followers on their Facebook than I do on mine now. So yeah. what they need me for? You know what I mean? So it it kind of came to a point where Legions of Gotham, I had to really re envision like what I was doing with it or what it was for. Mm. And right about that time, fortunately, this book deal came around. And so I was able to kind of switch gears and move that way. Oh, that's good. But you know what? You, you were doing a good thing because I think you were doing something that we wanted to do today as well is, is build something, true fans for true fans and connect. And, yeah. you know, what? One of, the, one, one of the many reasons we came together and wanted to form something concrete was because of a lot of negativity in this, you know, modern era of fandom, is if you, you know, if you want to call it. Because there's a lot of, now with all the social media, there's a lot of, like plagiarist, Batman plagiarist. There's a lot of Batman spammers, and there's a lot of uh, gunk in fandom as well. And yeah. it, it makes a lot of things unenjoyable for for and hate like for, un, 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 like hate for no reason. You know, people just hating on each other's yeah. talents, art, whatever. And, yeah. Well, yeah. And for example, I mean, you know, I mean, anybody can go on Google Images, type in, you know, some random picture and just post it on either Twitter or Instagram, yeah. and you know, have no knowledge or even who the artist is or, like the well, now there's, you know, it, yeah. there's it so almost much, feels like it's kind of fake. 
Well, it's almost trend chasing now. There's, there's so it used yeah. to be like you had to, you had to read the comics, you had to put in the time. It wasn't cool. It wasn't. It didn't make you awesome to wear a Batman shirt. They didn't sell them at Target. Mm. It wasn't actually like a mainstream thing until mm. the Dark Knight came out and really blew up. Mm. You know, all of a sudden fandom has become acceptable. Whereas before, collecting toys was not cool in 2003. No one thought <laughs> you were a huge dork and a weirdo for collecting toys in 2003. And now everyone was a trunkler back then. Yeah. Now I put, now yeah. I can post a picture up and they're all like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, you, don't, just, you don't think I should be committed? Okay. But it's funny when you everybody do. thinks that everybody's kind of a fan now, but nobody's really a passionate fan. Exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, yeah, that's so, another yeah, reason you you can you can throw up a, a picture of you know I can track down like some figure or something that had been on my wish list for ages and when yeah. I finally get it and I post a picture of it you know like five people will comment oh I need this and if you go look at their page like they don't have any collectibles or anything like, what <laughs> like, why do really? you need this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like I don't well, mean don't to be a I don't mean to be a snob or anything, but it's just it's just one of those things where there's so many Fairweather fans now. They're into like the movies, or they're into Absolutely. casually into Batman, but they haven't really, they don't understand the history. And that's kind of yes. with this book. I was hoping to put something out there that maybe people could access and read without having to go back, I guess, and and do a lot of this research in the comics that I did for them. One thing I liked that you mentioned in like I think it was you know kind of the introduction of the book is that one of the points about the book was that it's hard for new readers to find a lot of the old comics and they don't have like yeah. trade paperbacks that collect all the old issues I mean they still have wow. I mean they have some but not like everything and it's body right and one of the points of your book was to you know help new readers or you know just the casual readers and even you know diehards get some of that knowledge that that you've done all the research on and you touched on you know everything all the way back to the very beginning from 1939 oh, yeah. all of i mean till you know probably just like 2014 2015 mm -hmm. and um man you did an awesome <laughs> job yeah, so um, like take take us through it then, um, with the inception of the book and preparation in terms of organizing all the information into the book. Like, how did you approach it, and how did it begin and, and move on? Well, you know, I, I I wanted to write a book, and I thought, well, I th I think I can do this. I think, and I had no idea how daunting it would actually be to gather this much information and try to organize <laughs> it. The, the fact that it's even remotely readable is amazing to me because it was so um i i had to keep going through and re, re reorganizing and reorganizing my categories yeah. i literally read i read all those comics i started you know with detective comics and i moved up and i read from 1939 through the 80s through the 90s i already read most of the 90s and the late 80s and the modern. Now, was this but I went from all your personal own personal collection, or did you? This this was from a compilation from a lot of people. I called in a lot of favors. Right, uh, right. A lot of people, a lot of people that work for companies that will go unnamed that helped me out a lot. Wow. That <laughs> got wow. into the archives and got me things. And um, it was it was I, I I read a lot of comic books, and I watched a lot of cartoons and a lot of movies, and I watched <laughs> a lot of footage, and I I, I went over. Um, I spoke to people that were involved with a lot of the stuff to get some behind-the-scenes kind of information. Um, one guy that was so cool to talk to is Robert Fletcher. He's the guy that designed most of the animated series vehicles. All right. Uh, with exception of the original animated Batmobile, he did the new Batman Adventures Batmobile, the Batman Beyond Batmobile, the Batwing for that show, the Justice League Batmobile, the, the Batman's Batmobiles. Um, he, he was involved with so much stuff. And he gave me so much great information about what he was inspired by, what kind of vehicle. Those sections are full of great information about those vehicles, thanks to Robert. He was really, really helpful. But um, it was just, it was a lot of work, a lot of preparation. It took me a good year and a half to get everything together. Hmm. Yeah, it looked, the, way, the way it's structured and reads, I could, it, I could definitely see how much um, focus went on the, the organization of it. And uh, through the content, it's really uh, well organized, and that that makes all the difference as well. Because going through a book like this, you definitely want to go through the evolution of Batman as well, with all those gadgets and Batmobiles. 
Oh, well, oh yeah, definitely. No wiki was needed. Nope, no wiki needed. <laughs> and that's, and that's what I want. I want, people, I want people off Wikipedia. I mean, if yes. anybody sucks your Wikipedia, <laughs> I want you Google searching. I want you, if you're online, you're having a discussion. Even you're doing the show, and you're like, oh, what was the deal with that Batmobile? Grab the book, hit the index, flip through it. Oh, here you go. Here's a big, you know, three pages about mm. that. Mm. From someone who actually firsthand researched it, from someone who's been involved in it for decades and is super passionate right. about it, you know? I just, there's so much garbage online. I was just so on, actually, on one of, I don't remember whose Instagram it was, not one of your guys'. Um, someone else posted a thing about Batman and how he used to carry guns and shoot criminals. And I was like, no, he didn't. He actually didn't do that at all. He carried guns. He had a gun in like two issues and he didn't use it. He shot a vampire. <laughs> that was it. That doesn't really count. He literally does, has never gone around shooting criminals like that, back, not in the golden age. And yet that goes around, for years it's gone around as like trivia that Batman used to shoot people like the Punisher. Yeah. It was not the case at all. No. You know, there was like one, one issue he even had the gun and another, like an advertisement for another issue where he had the gun and that was it. You know, they put the kibosh in that within the first year of Batman being around. Mm. You know, stuff like that that drives me crazy. I'm like, that's not true. But I can't go around correcting people all the time so I can address <laughs> we, We've tried that, but it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a full time. Now, now we just go along with it. We just troll people and go along with it now. Just yeah, really. You, you never want to be that guy. It's just to a point where... Exactly, I mean, yeah. I get tired of being that guy. I don't want to be a know-it-all. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. He shoot, shot people. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, um, when, uh, when, when you first sent me the book and... Now, talking to others in the group, Robin, Backtrap, etc., um, I wasn't sure how to take the book without reading it first. I honestly, at first, I thought, okay, you know, this is going to be a, a book heavy, heavy with statistics, heavy with you know descriptions, and it actually, it was a to me, it was almost like a 180. I mean, yeah, you had a lot of facts, but in for each chapter, like uh, the Batmobiles, how you know you were talking about the Golden Age. Um, Silver Age, uh, etc. Even through the movies, <clears throat> you had like a good paragraph or two describing it, not just, yeah, the Batmobile was, you know, uh, 29.3 meters long by, you know, uh, weighed 126 kilograms. And, you know, you didn't, there was that, but it wasn't heavy with that. <clears throat> and it was really easy to read. So, and I actually, I ended up uh, really enjoying it. So, that's actually a very good point because I've I read a lot of books. That have to do, have that dealt with Batman and stuff, you know, in his art, you know, in, in his Batcave arsenals, gadgets, whatnot, and and it's really just all technical statistics, you know, yeah. just really copy yeah. and paste, cut and shoot stuff like that. It's it doesn't it doesn't really keep you interested and take take or take you into Batman's world and how he you know um, uses these devices. But with your book that like the Trunkler just mentioned, that's a very good point where you do really go into what it is and how it works and what it was yeah, and in gave, and gave little uh examples <clears throat> like the uh the section the chapter um towards the end about uh you know batman using guns um i believe you said in there that at one point you know um back in the you know 39 and early 40s uh i think i read that you said that bruce wayne actually at one point was a police officer and that was at one point he was technically carrying a gun but he wasn't batman at the time Mm. And I, I never knew that. And yeah, but it was just really, it's just really cool that each you know era you gave a little example about um, like the carrying guns. Yeah, the first you know the first issue or the, you know the, he when he first carried a gun, and then even all the way through like the '89 Burton film, the only guns were in the the Batmobile that popped up in the turret, and mm -hmm. you know it was, it, was, it was really nice to read. Mm. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I tried to make it conversational, too. I didn't want it to be just like a tech manual. I wanted it to actually be something you could read if you really wanted to. Right. You, know, you kind of out yourselves as really big dorks like me because you read it, actually. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> Instead of just referencing it. Because most people look at it and go, oh, yeah, I'll have to read that sometime, Matt. That looks great. I actually... Matt, I, just, I, the part, uh, I think the you did a great job of kind of bridging that gap between historical like you said tech manual versus like you said a conversational piece i'll be honest it was hard for me to put this down because i i really started reading it and and um it made me go back to the comics and look at it and go oh yeah you're right i didn't notice that before especially like you know the batmobiles where you're talking about you know the red stripe features on stuff stuff that i don't yeah. really pay attention to all the details stuff like that but i 
I'd go back and I, I, I was telling the other guys that, you know, I know for uh, licensing and trademark reasons why you don't have pictures in the book, but yeah. I yeah. used... I I used other reference books like the Batman Files and the Batman Vault and yep. um, some other Walter. books, and I yeah. used this to reference back to. And I was just going back and forth and back and forth, and I was like, <laughs> you know, it was just like amazing. It was like a whole new veil opened up on you know Batman's history and stuff like that. Because you know, a lot of us we read the books, we collect and stuff like that, but this takes the understanding and the design of of, of his arsenal to a whole different level and and fun things too like i really enjoyed the scooby-doo movies part in the 70s where <laughs> yeah. I, I i never knew i never knew that uh bat, that the batmobile was just parked outside of the funhouse and never left but shaggy and scooby are actually sitting in it and pretending to be you know the cape crusader and the boy wonder like I, yeah. I, you know I, I, that's great i love man where else are you gonna read about that and and really think about oh yeah that's true that did happen you know so yeah well, and like the like you talked about the Batman Files, which is an awesome book, by the way. I've got that. Yeah, right that's there. a great book. There are so many good books about Batman out there, and I I kind of went at it like, okay, this isn't going to be licensed because honestly, I didn't want to work with DC because I didn't want them to have creative control of the book. Right. Absolutely. Because when I read these books, while I love them and I have a lot of friends that write these books, they do an awesome job. Mm. What they're doing is something where DC calls up and says, hey, look, we want you to write this book about Batman, this tech manual for Batman versus Superman. Here's what needs to be in it. Get it written. Here's, you know, that's it. It's not like these guys are coming up and going, oh, I have this great idea for a book. I must write the Batman files. It doesn't work that way mm. with licensed stuff. Mm. I came out this with, okay, I know what content I want in here. I know how in-depth I want it to be. Um, I just the books are never they never go back they're always concerned with one certain era whatever era is going on right now whatever's the acceptable continuity right whatever's what, making money at the moment yeah, yeah whatever's whatever, making money uh, for books, which is which is totally understandable right yeah. but I feel like there's a I feel like there's a, a place with fans hopefully for a book like mine that really it, it takes down those barriers and goes through the entire history because let's face it if you guys like me you've read a ton of comics over your lifetime you've forgotten more than you remember I mean, there's. That's true. <laughs> I learned. True. I learned so much. I learned so much that I forgot. So much I never knew. Yeah. Going through and doing this, and I, I myself use my own book to reference back to things because I forgot. So. Yeah, there's <laughs> I, that much information. I, I keep it on my desk because I don't remember half the stuff, you know. Hmm. So it's it's one of those things where there's so much information you have to have it somewhere, and if it's not reliable online, and it's not really explored in other books, where do you get it? You know. And so I was really hoping that my book would do that. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, you know, something you met, you, big on that point is, you know, it's it's really a book that anyone can pick up, it, regardless of what kind of interpretation of Batman you love, because, my, I, you know, a couple of guys were, you know, Keaton heads. We love Keaton, right? We love learning as much as we can about Keaton. It's something that I love that you did in the book was that you kind of talked about not just the creation of the Batmobile, but the inspiration and what was going on in the in the people's lives that created it and, at the time. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of talked about Anton and Tim Burton and their relationship, yep. also kind of like the depression and the, the real sad kind of story that was going on in Anthony's life, and where yeah. he pulled, you know, where he pulled the inspiration for the Batmobile, and you even what he did like a beautiful job of kind of giving him and his life a little bit of like a respect quality, even though it kind of came to a sad early demise. You really yeah. kind of respected that, and you really like flushed out like holy shit. I look at the Batmobile from '89 completely different now because now I know where the creator's head was at in that moment in his life. And that's something I've never seen before in any other book, any other manual. So my hat's off to that. You know, it's, that's an amazing thing that you were able to do. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you notice I got to talk to Terry Ackland Snow, actually, the guy who made the Batmobile. Is so, that uh, the Australian guy? Yeah. Okay, he cool. Is, yeah, you know, it's awesome. If you and I Skyped for like an hour and talked all about how he made it, what he made it out of. I mean, wow. the whole process, Damn. it was so cool. That's awesome. What, what are some? Uh, what are some other? I mean, the list of names that you got to, to speak, <laughs> like the the, yeah. the list of names favorites. you have. Yeah. What are your favorites? What are some? What are some of the moments like? Holy shit! I cannot believe I just spoke to this person about this part. Yeah, man. That's okay. I'm gonna tell you right now. My, my big holy shit moment was getting Adam to do the preface. I mean, it's it's out of control. So, <laughs> that was my my favorite moment. Of How all. did you make that happen? 
You know, Adam, uh, he is such a sweet guy. He, he loves Batman fans, and he's really giving and really sweet. I knew him from back when my website started. I did an interview with him back before Family Guy really took off and back before his resurgence kind of as a pop culture character. And you, you were there when no one else was. Kind of, yeah, just, just right before he picked up again. And I, uh, I got the interview with him, which was which I was so excited about, regardless of his status at the time, you know? <laughs> and um, I just, I don't know, I kept in touch with this, you know, he's got his publicists, and it's, you know, I, I know who to talk to and who to, get, who, to, who to rub elbows with a little bit, and I got lucky a little bit, and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> unfortunate, you know? I'm very, very blessed. The, yeah. um, I talk to a lot of people, though. You'll see a lot of quotes there from people. Those are all firsthand things that they... You know, I got like their take on their favorite vehicles or their favorite weapons, and um, God, Paul Levitz talked to me, the former head of DC. Um, That's incredible, great. Yeah, guy. he's a really cool guy, really oh, wow. nice. Um, I got Christopher Jones in there, who's one of my favorite artists. He did the Batman Strikes comic, um, Young Justice comic, Justice League Adventures. Um, he's a really great guy. Um, he's always been super good to the fans. Um, Dustin Wynn. Uh, Great guy. Yeah. He and I have been buddies for a long time. We used to, back before Dustin actually had his big gigs at DC, he used to hang around the forums and stuff. And uh, we used to talk about, he's big into collecting Batmobiles, like Hot Wheels Batmobiles and stuff. So, um, you know, a lot, so a lot of people that I know from back in the day that were really sweet and really came through. And but Kelly Jones, one of my favorite artists of all time. Me too. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that boy. Yeah. Definitely. Fucking love and Kelly I, Jones. Without without Kelly Jones, I don't know if I would have picked up a Batman comic in the mid '90s. Like I saw that, and I went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kelly, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones was one of the reasons why I was scared to pick up comics in the '90s because of his covers. He, he drove me. He, I was like, "That's too." I mean, that's too scary. I can't. I it can't was. It was like it was like pulp again. It was great. It was intimidating. It was dark. It was. No one was doing that. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I saw so much respect for Kelly Jones, and so I was really happy to get him involved too i got him to do a, a quote for the back cover and all that and i don't know there's, a, there's so many i can't even go through them i'll be honest so what, what's the timeline i mean you spoke to so many people and you you got so yeah. much information what's the timeline between you know starting out as an idea versus coming to publication like what how did all this fit into your life and what was going on outside of it too because like you said this is not an easy thing you thought it might be no. maybe easier than it was it was, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And the, mo- the most rewarding because once I finally held the book in my hand, it, I mean, it was, it was so worth it. But the journey kind of started in 2012. Um, I got an email from the head of Opus Books, uh, Glenn Young. And he had, we had worked together to promote his uh, Dark Knight Trilogy screenplays book. Um, we did a review and a giveaway on the website for it. And he kind of emailed me and goes, hey, he goes, uh, I've been wanting to write a Batman book for a long time. I'd even submitted some ideas to some different companies. Total rejections all across the board. No one was interested. No one wanted to do it, which is pretty typical for any writer. You know, you're going to get, you know, 50 rejections to hopefully one okay, you know. Um, but Glenn kind of emailed me out of nowhere and goes, hey, Matt. He goes, you have a really nice website. You want to write a book? I was like, okay, sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah. It was literally like that. He just emailed me and said, give me some ideas for some books and let's see what you got. And I, I shot him over three ideas. And he said, okay, let's do all three. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah. All right. So we worked out a deal. Are there going to be other books? There's going to be two other books. Um, nice. this, awesome. This is just number one. This, um, the next book I'm going to do, just I'm going to let you guys know. Um, I haven't told me else this yet, so it's kind of exclusive for you guys. Oh. It's going to be an in-depth history of the animated uh, cartoons. I'm talking if That'll a commercial is animated, if a, you know, everything that was animated at all wow. will be in this. That's so. awesome. Heard it here first, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. well, no, actually, Batman's Arsenal was not on a list of ideas I gave him. Um... The first idea that I had, because at the time it was topical, oh, wow. was I was actually going to write about the um, the shooting for Dark Knight Rises, the down in uh, Colorado. Oh, oh, wow. a little prick that yeah. shot the theater up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which I didn't really, honestly, want. I submitted. I thought it was a great marketable idea, and then I started writing it, and I went, I really don't want to write this book. I don't want to give this guy attention. I don't yeah. want to play yeah. into what he's doing, and it got kind of. 
I don't know. It, got, it didn't go very well. And so I kind of stalled out. And then it turned out that the I was calling around people in Colorado. And it turns out the judge put a gag order on everybody. Like even psychologists that had not spoken to him were not allowed to comment. Like literally everyone in town could not comment. Wow. So I was kind of shut out anyways. So I spent about six months to nine months writing that book. And then I had to trash it and start all over again. And so Glenn and I put our heads together and we came up with the idea of Batman's arsenal. And so uh, that clicked right away. And that was something that was a lot easier for me to tackle. So um, I went to work on that. I think it took me to get the manuscript turned in. I probably took me a good nine months to almost a year to get it all the way done, polished, ready to go. Hmm. And uh, I handed in this last winter, the fall winter. And there you go. That is it. You know, I spent every day, uh, every day at work. I was working on it every night. I only get about three hours of sleep at night. So um, I'm up all night writing. My wife and I are sitting there on our computers. I'm up there all night writing. Wow. Uh, this was day and night, Lily. I was working on this book. It was every bit of free time I had. Labor was, of love, right? It was yeah. exactly labor of love. That's exactly what it was. Well, coming from somebody who, honestly, I haven't read a book without pictures in it since probably high school. I'm 35. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have, I, I, I can't, you know, well, I can't read a book. Don't get me wrong, but it just, usually books don't capture my attention. <laughs> I usually, I usually, I usually, I usually lose interest in trying to read. If it's uh, not when a deep books, dish menu, he's not interested. <laughs> Cookbooks cook, cook, do not count as well. <laughs> I mean, I hate to keep bringing up, I mean, this book was Damn so easy to read and, no, it wasn't drawn out like a tech manual. So, mm. as someone who doesn't read the book, yeah, uh, Matt, do you have a favorite part in the book? Yeah, that's hard. I mean, like like I said, it's a labor of love, so it's hard to pick one right one part that I really love. Honestly, everything that deals though with the cartoons. Pick, pick your favorite child. Well, I, I have a exactly. I mean, what, how, how about this? If you were like pitching it to someone, you were like, "Hey, I want you to read one one part of this book." What? Which part of the book would you? Have? You know, if I had to pick, a, let's, let's let's do with the chapter. If I had to pick one chapter that I was most proud of, that would be the Batmobile chapter. Cool. If you if you just read the Batmobile chapter, it will sell you on the book. There's over 80 pages in that chapter alone. I agree with that. Batmobile right, right. is my favorite part of it. Yeah, I mean, I put so much work in. Like I said, going in the golden age. You know, this issue, there's stripes. That issue, there's not. Why why did this artist do this and this artist did that? It was just, there was so much detail that went into that. Because the Batmobile, let's face it, is there more than anything besides the Batsuit. I mean, that's... that's... You hit the nail on the head when you say in the book that um, part of one of the reasons there's so much allure and interest in Batman is because of his arsenal, but primarily because of his Batmobile. He's always had one... And, you know, whenever they get ready for a, a new artist to take over a comic or a new movie to come out, that's one of the first things people want to know about is what does the Batmobile look like? And it was like, let, me, yeah. let me see a bat suit and let me see the Batmobile. That's yeah. all you want to know. And, yep. um, and the anti-mustard gas. Need that too. <laughs> so, and, not, and not to mention, guys, also think about this. What was your first Batmobile? Because everyone's got a first Batmobile. You go, okay. <laughs> When I think about Batman, for example, when I, my first memories as a human being were watching the 60s show on reruns back when I was a kid. Right. So my first Batmobile was the Barris Batmobile. And Damn. different. And then we get the 89 Batmobile. And Ooh. these things represent times in our lives when you know we were a certain age, certain things were going on for us. They almost become like little cornerstones. Absolutely. You know, and I love the fact that you said uh, the Norman Brayfogel Batmobile was one of your favorite because that is uh, yeah, my classes. favorite of all time. Love that. Hey, Norm is now, such a cool guy, such I, a great artist. I also yeah. wanted to bring up something you mentioned about the Batmobile. Now, from your book, it sounds like Batman was the original trunkler. <laughs> Do you know what that means, Matt? No, you have to me <laughs> Okay. Well, give him a quick origins. One, one of our members, you know, has, has the unique ability to uh, acquire assets and, and collectibles and keep those hidden from his significant other by storing them in the trunk of his vehicle. <laughs> okay. And so yeah. All right. this book shows that he may have attained that knowledge by Batman himself. <laughs> and I'm talking about page 32. <laughs> uh, you know, 
It's, it's, it's very clear that I think uh, someone took inspiration from Batman himself. <laughs> oh, I see. The, yeah. the, the, the flip of the coin is whereas Batman stops crime, the Trunkler perpetuates it uh, almost on a daily basis, you know, with the uh, the Gothamites that he captures and puts in his truck. So. He's talking about the first of the first official Batmobiles, beginning on page 31 and continuing yeah. on page 32. And... Uh, the end paragraph says, The police scanner is standard issue that will be included in Batmobiles for years to come. Batman, however, unlike your average squad car cop, monitors the Gotham City police both for local crime and to avoid the long armor of the law himself. The dash of this car also includes a television monitor, clock, radar display located in the middle of the steering wheel. The wheels are puncture resistant, so they can't be shot or blown out. In the trunk, since a case <laughs> containing a spare bat suit. <laughs> when I first read that, I was sold. I was going to read the rest of this book right there. <laughs> and hey, don't forget about the fact that he actually inside inside the manor he used to keep his bat suit in a trunk at the end of his bed as well. Oh, oh. Boom. Boom. double trunkler. Double trunk. <laughs> trunk squared. <laughs> hey Matt, uh, just out of curiosity, have you ever looked to um, the automobilia line for any information as well? Because those manuals have like yes, of, yeah, really good yeah. sort of. Yes, they were good for some of the um, some of the some of the some of the numbers, some of the tech stuff. You know, they've got some blueprints in there and some layouts and some really helpful stuff. Those are awesome. Yeah, really in depth. Yeah. I, I love that line. Really. Yeah, good. those are great. Excellent. I love Automobilia one. Yeah, those are great. Um, yeah, they, they were great for reference. Just I, I wanted to, whenever I'd write something, I wanted to get at least three or four sources on it and right. just to make sure that it made sense and it was consistent. That's thorough. That's good. Yeah. yeah it took a long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> we got the now, you, you you mentioned your first uh, your first Batmobile being the the uh, Adam West uh, Batmobile, the George Barris Batmobile. Now, something that I like to ask almost everyone is what was your first Batman comic? That's a good one. Oh, oh geez, my first Batman comic was... It was definitely the 80s, was my first technical comic, but the first one that I read and really got into and really was moved by um, was Dark Knight Returns. Ooh, Gramps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing where I picked that up and my uncle had it, and I picked it up, and I went, oh, my God, what is this? Like, this isn't... <laughs> This is not the Batman I'm used to, you know, and so, like so many others, and I was sold after that, and it went into, you know, the Nightfall Saga. I'm a huge fan of the Nightfall Saga, um, No Man's Land. I'm a, I'm a big '90s guy, so. Oh, cool. A lot of yeah, those, like, you know, those those resonate with me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Gramps, you think you want to do a uh, the? Well, should we do the lightning round now, real quick? Do a quick little breakup. Okay. Because I, I got a, I, I put a, a, a few new ones on here if you want me to just bang them out. Okay, well, Matt, what we've got is a, um, we call this the lightning round. And it's kind of a tradition we're starting with our guest. And basically, we just have a series of questions and we want you to answer with the first thing that comes to your head. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Graham's timing. I'm just, I'll just go through the question. All right, ready, Matt? I'm ready. Just sure. as fa uh, fast as you can. Ready? Boom. One and one. Favorite food? Pizza. Two, favorite music group? A nine Chanel's. Wonder Woman or Catwoman? Ooh, Catwoman. Deep dish or thin crust pizza? Mmm, deep dish. <laughs> M&M's or peanut M&M's? M &M, oh, gross. M&M's. Come on. <laughs> oh. No peanut anything. No, no. Bale versus <gasps> Keaton. I'm sorry, say it again. Bale versus Keaton. Ooh, Keaton. Favorite, yeah. <laughs> favorite bat suit. Oh, shit. Um, does that can it be any bat suit? Any any bat suit. Animated series. Okay. Favorite nice. Batmobile. <laughs> Animated series. Ivy or Harley on a date. Ooh, Harley, definitely crazy chicks rule. Favorite <laughs> favorite '80s cartoon non-bat related. Ooh, real Ghostbusters. Oh, nice one. <laughs> yeah. And to top it off, quick as quick as you can, your five favorite Batman story arcs. Oh Jesus! Uh, Dark Knight Returns, Year One, Nightfall, um, Tush, 
and um, he's gonna like it. No Man's Land. Okay, your holy grail of Batman collectibles, whether you own it or not. Your holy grail of Batman collectibles. My holy grail. Um, that's hard. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the last one's always hard. Spot. It's good. I'm glad it's yeah. the last one. Um. Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Probably I've that got... life-size Harley Quinn that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, honestly, probably having an actual Batmobile would be, obviously, like the top. <laughs> go, go big or go home. <laughs> Any, yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, you're going to go big. Yeah. Match, how, how much do you deadlift? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. He, he lifts like a crate of his books. Up <laughs> yeah, yeah. I carry, I carry crates of toys all over my basement, so <laughs> hard to measure. Fairies. A lot. <laughs> um, real quick to um to take a quick break from the book for a second. Um, how about your thoughts on uh, Dawn of Justice coming up? You know, um, I'm hopeful. My problem with I've always had a problem with live action Batman. Um. I don't feel they ever quite get it right. I like this about it or that about it. Right. But I, I honestly feel like Batman belongs in animation and comic books. Mm. Um, I want it to be, you know, suitable for live action. I just don't think they've ever gotten it right. right. So I'm hope I'm hopeful. Zack Snyder's not my favorite director. I'm not going to lie to you. He's visually, his stuff is amazing. Uh, Content-wise, it's usually kind of lacking. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm. Um, like Man of Steel looked great. Um, there just wasn't a lot of character development. There wasn't a lot of concise um, flow in the story. So I have I have a few issues with Zack Snyder. I'm hoping that he pulls it out because um, I'm 100% behind Ben Affleck. I think that he's going to do a great job. Oh, cool. Um, I'm I'm in the the rarity there. I've always been behind Ben Affleck. I thought he'd do. He's a great actor. Um, we're, we're all with you on that. I I know he's a huge Batman nerd, which also is a plus for me. Um, so he takes it very seriously. So, I, I, my fingers are crossed. I, I hope it is as amazing as you know everyone wants it to be. Do you feel like they adapted the, um, the 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 regular bat suit and the fighting styles um, appropriately when in accordance to say um, the comic books, Dark Knight Returns, or stuff like that? Yeah, you know that one trailer. I think we all know what I'm talking about where he comes out of the floor. Yeah. He starts beating oh, out all yeah. these guys. I literally jumped out of my seat. Yeah, it is so good. If there's more of that in the movie, I'm going to be very pleased. If it's not just that one scene. Um, that's what I like to see. That's the right... I mean, I think that's... Actually, actually seeing him beat ass. Like oh, actually being able to beat see their ass. I mean, yeah. he just manhandled everybody. It was great. Rock bottom dudes. Rock bottom dudes to the floor. Yeah. yeah. He did. He really did. So, Matt... And, and he punched that guy so hard that his head went through the floor. So Matt, do you uh, do you really like the or, or do you have a favorite of the uh, like animated movies that come out that are based on certain comics? Um, well, Dark Knight Returns, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, um, I really enjoyed um, Under the Red Hood. I thought it was really well done. Um, I I enjoy them all for the most part, um, but when it comes to DC animated movies, like um. They're all really well done. They do a great job. Um, I'm just still such a sucker for the old the old shows. So I'm more likely to pop in animated series or uh, the Batman or Batman Beyond, Justice League. Um, I, I like the ongoing story element. I miss that with cartoons now. Because we have so many, you know, the animated movies and not so much of the series, you know. Right. Really got one season that we wear the Batman, which I was kind of disappointed in. I wanted to see where that was going to go. Yeah, I thought that yep. was doing well, too. That's a shame that it, it got cut short. I thought it yeah, was... They, they didn't seem to know where to put it in the schedule so yeah. that it would actually catch on. Mm, really, uh, yeah, just, re um, just, just really want to thank you again for uh, shipping out the books to us. We are, we, obviously, yeah. As you can tell, we've yes, all you. been really enjoying them and how thorough and it's such a, you know, such a the good flow of, of a read it is to have all this information just presented out to us in this way that uh you know it's just a uh, great stuff can't say enough good things about it to be honest with you and uh, do you do you want to tell everyone where and why they should uh they should find your book yeah plug it in please yes uh, okay so code for batman's arsenal encyclopedic chronicle you can get it on amazon uh barnes and noble books a million 
your local comic shop may have it on the shelf. A lot of Barnes and Nobles and Books and Millions also have it in store. Um, this book has got more information than you will find in any other nonfiction Batman book. I say that with confidence because I wrote 456 damn pages. <laughs> it took me forever. So I know this is as thorough as it gets, at least so far. So please pick it up. It's, it's literally like one of the reviews said, it's like a college course on Batman. Mm. I like to stick with that. That's the best way I've seen it described yet. So Let me tell you, this is Bad Force Approved. This book right here, for anyone who wants to, for a seasoned veteran or someone just looking to get into Batman, Batman's Arsenal, it is a book that, it's, it's that fun class in college that you don't think exists but does and you have that good teach a teacher who knows how to make something interesting and then you just you just enjoy the hell out of the course and especially i mean having it having to do with batman in general alone is you know the icing on the cake but the the way it reads the thorough easy flow of information through everything that batman has used throughout his history you're not going to get a better you're not going to find a better source anywhere and it's a raw source it's not it's 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 just coming from a passionate fan who has done the work over and over again. So definitely, for anyone out there who's a big Batman fan, highly recommend it. Definitely pick up Batman's Arsenal. I, you read the book, you look at it, and I, I hope people really understand and appreciate the effort, the time, the commitment, the passion that goes into something like this. And I hope you feel as accomplished as we see you with this thing, man. This thing is like, you wrote a Bible, basically. You wrote a Bible... And that's no easy feat for one dude. So give him congratulations. You know, hats off. Hats yeah. off, and mm -hmm. keep them and keep them coming as well, man. Keep going because you know this is a. Uh, it only it, it's just you know build that library, man. You know because it's <laughs> it's quality stuff for um, you know a nation of Batman fans. It's just great work. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Grandpa, Grandpa Batman. Sweet. How many barbecue sauces, Grandpa Batman? Out of five. Oh, absolutely. Five. Five five buckets, you mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> I want people to give it a chance so they can actually, you know, actually get into it. And... I'll say this, Matt. It's one of those things where, you know, I picked it up, I flipped to an open page, and then, you know, you find yourself reading a couple pages at a time. So it's it's something that people, once they get in their hand, they're going to want to bring it home, man. Yeah. You know, you know guys, if you, if you want to post up pictures of pages and stuff, feel free. Like, whatever you want to put up out of the book is fine with me. Just give people a taste of what's like. Oh, a little, little taste test. Yeah. Oh, we're going awesome. show to them, show them the trunk reference. Yeah. Tell <laughs> them about the trunk. You know, they need to know. Hey, this is Matt McNabb with LegionsOfGotham.org, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio.